Welcome back to Locked On Syracuse. Tim Leonard and Tyler Rocky, as always. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. We have you every single weekday on Locked On Syracuse, wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to rate, comment, subscribe, anything you could do to help us out. And also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We've been doing some Twitter games lately, and we'll get to that later on today in the show, Tyler, because... It's been getting some traffic on Twitter, getting people riled people up a little love bit. Game, people love tw- games in general. People love Twitter games in the quarantine right now because, yep. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I find myself where I'll open Twitter, I'll, I'll scroll a little bit, and then I'll close Twitter, and then just instinctively I, I hit that blue little bird again, and boom, I'm right back on Twitter, and it's like, what am I doing? I, I, and I think I don't think I'm alone, okay? I don't think I'm alone in that. No, I think you're everyone right now. My screen time is skyrocketing throughout this quarantine. But that game was fun. We'll go through kind of some of our favorite replies and discuss the three-on-three tournament sort of game that we put out. And again, you can find it on our Twitter page if you missed. We'll also get to an interesting addition to the TBT team, some guy that I was not expecting in a little bit. But first off, I want to talk about the new football commit today for Syracuse, or I guess it came a couple days ago, but their second commit in this 2021 class. We're really getting up there in years. I can't believe it's already I know. to the point where we're saying 2021. But Malcolm Folk, a defensive back, but a little bit of running back in high school as well and is currently doing that. But seems like he'll fit in as a safety. Pretty middle-of-the-road three-star guy, but it's good to see them pulling in some commits during kind of this pandemic that we're in right now. Right, and... I think with the the whole thing with Folk right now is, again, anyone that you can kind of scrap up right now is is positive work on the trail. And I, I'm kind of wary of kids that are committing during these times as well. But hey, if you want to commit, go ahead and commit. It's your future, not mine. So uh, <laughs> to each their own. But with Malcolm Folk, I mean, this is a position that you're going to have to start retooling because... And it's crazy that you bring up the years, too, because he changed his Twitter bio, and it says, Syracuse commit 25, and I'm like, whoa. Like, 2025 oh is when, when he's Malcolm Folk is going to graduate. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyway, You're so old. <laughs> right. So, with, uh, with this position at safety, I mean, you look at next season, you're going to be sliding in some new faces Andre Sisco probably going to be gone after next season because he'll declare for the NFL draft, I would imagine. I mean, this is a guy who was, I mean, he's led the country in picks one year as just a freshman, and he's really made a name for himself, all ACC, some All-American stuff as well. So he's definitely going to probably be on his way out the door sooner rather than later. But again, you just got to you gotta fill some fill some holes, and safety is probably one of those next ones. Everything moves cyclically. All right. Yeah. Waves, waves, waves is how the recruiting trail works. And this is one of those things you're going to have to start to bolster that defense because you're going to be losing some really, really good players. You're already going to be losing a good player this next year with Evan Foster having graduated. And you're probably going to lose a really, really good player in Andre Sisco a year from now. Yeah. And it's especially important now with this new defense they're trying to implement the 3-3-5, right. there's five defensive backs. So defensive backs, which has been pretty good throughout the recruiting pipeline recently, and they've, although the secondary has really been lackluster at times, I would say there's a good amount of talent back there, and they've continued to pull in a fair bit of talent in the secondary. And 
I think Malcolm Folk, although it's pretty early in this process, just to give you kind of his ratings and everything, 24-7 sports, he's an 82.4 overall right now. Doesn't have a ton of offers, but it feels like he has kind of the makings of one of those players that might just get more offers after getting that first Syracuse offer, essentially. He's 6'1", 191, currently is that what they list him at at 247sports.com, and he's from Pennsylvania, so... Basically, a safety measurables are pretty solid. Seems like he's got some quickness. And again, you want to recruit defensive backs right now for this scheme. I don't think he went on a visit, which we're entering sort of new territory here where we might see more commits commit without going on a visit. And I think part of the recruiting staff and part of the football staff as a whole is probably a little bit hesitant to have a player commit without going on a visit, but maybe he did one of the virtual tours or something, you probably have to lean into that to a certain point or else the pool is going to dry up here. It feels like everyone's kind of doing that. I know, especially in basketball with the transfer portal, a lot of schools have resorted to using these virtual tours and stuff like that. I don't know how that happens, but I know for me, if I was going to a school, if I was picking a place to spend four years, probably want to visit, but again... Their futures, not mine. One thing that I do like about Folk is multi-sport athlete. And those are the guys I want on my team, especially in the secondary. You have guys that can give you a lot of different things and can bring a lot of different things athletically to the table. He's also a basketball player and a sprinter, so you figure he'll have some speed to go along with him as well. And just that athleticism that you gain from being a basketball player as well. So... I like that in in my defensive backs especially. I feel like that's a that's a position where being a multi-sport athlete really helps and Syracuse adding that now to its defensive backfield. And one thing with this whole process right now, and honestly who knows when football season will start. I mean, we don't have to go down the hypothetical road, but obviously some guys like Kerr Perchtreet have said probably not much of a chance there and You'd like to be optimistic, if anything, given yeah, the situation. Yeah, science is not on your side right now. Yeah, it's not. And football of all sports seems tough to make everything go together because there's so many moving parts, not to mention there's a lot of people crashing into each other and sweating on each other. And right. it's probably the biggest in terms of fan participation, of course. But anyway, it's good to see that Syracuse is still out there on the recruiting trail, given kind of these uncertain times. And I do feel like they have to kind of make their hay by identifying under-the-radar guys. Because as we know, you can't just snap your fingers and get four stars, although that's kind of what North Carolina is doing. with Right, but North uh, Carolina also is being led by Mac Brown now. Right, yeah, it's it's a different ballgame. I will say this, it's very similar to what we're seeing out of the NFL draft, which is coming up in a little over a week now. Mm -hmm. But you, you hear all this talk. The, the bad GMs are going to get exposed. Well, I think the same can be said on the recruiting trail right now in college football. The, the bad recruiters and, and the bad coaches are probably going to get exposed to a degree because there is you're going off of a limited amount of tape and maybe not necessarily bad coaches in terms of film evaluation, but guys who didn't network, who haven't networked well with high school coaches across the country. Because a lot of these guys, they're going to have to get a a good amount of their basis off of 
high school coaches. And if they have these genuine relationships across the the state and, and across the regions that they're recruiting, then that's a good thing for them because they will get honest feedback from some of these high school coaches. Hey, this is a guy you might want to check out. Hey, man, maybe don't look at this guy too too in depth because I don't think he'll be as good as yeah. some of these other guys on my roster at the next level. So this is where some people are going to get exposed. Right. It's it's going to be relying on different things, but because before the staff could maybe go down and check out this kid and watch a couple of his games and visit with him and get to know him a little bit more. And honestly, it hurts Syracuse because, as I said, it's tough for them to get a four-star right now. So they have to find the Andre Siscos, the three stars that turn out to be better than their ratings advertise them to be. And Folk could be one of those guys, but it's a little bit harder to pinpoint those guys, I think, given kind of the climate we're in right now. Right, exactly. It, it'll be an interesting recruiting cycle, but this is just the beginning of it. Again, this is class of 2021 stuff, so... Long ways to go. There's still yep. a, a whole kind of, I mean, I guess there's still theoretically could be a season in between when these guys play and, and end up committing. Who knows, man? Time is moving so slow. But two commits down. Good to see Syracuse pick up one this week. TBT, the basketball tournament, hopefully will go on this year. And Bayheim's Army is kind of doing some recruiting right now. And they're announcing players kind of throughout the weeks here. And an interesting add to the roster that came out the other day. We're going to talk about him next on Locked on Syracuse. All right, so the basketball tournament, which is honestly one of the more fun things of each summer, especially since Bayheim's Army has really started to pick up some steam and become one of the top teams in the tournament each year. I always enjoy watching it, Ty, and we don't really know if it's going. going to happen Forget watching. I like going to these games yeah, because the right. atmosphere and everything is so fun to be a part of. Yeah, it was cool. I know Syracuse would be a host site again. So if you're in the area and hopefully that'll be maybe something that could get to be a fan at, which might be one of the first things if it does happen. Anyway, they're still announcing players for Bayheim's Army. And I know you and I kind of saw on Twitter that you know, they've been sort of teasing a day before, like announcing another player tomorrow and so forth. And wasn't Devendorf the first one? It was Devendorf, a pretty predictable. Yeah, he was the first one. Yeah. He, yeah, and he's, then, he's loyal to the TBT brand. Right. And honestly, Devendorf's been amazingly one of their better players throughout yeah. the years. And I don't even know how he's still doing it. But he's been awesome, by the way, on Twitter with his training videos and things. Yeah. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen those. So anyway, this most recent edition, number two... Me and you were probably thinking, like, I don't know, it'd be someone we've seen in the Gillen. past. Yeah. and I didn't think it'd be a new guy. It's a completely new guy. It's Tyler Lydon, who was a first-round pick not that long ago. And for those that haven't really kept up with him, he's basically out of the league right now. He was waived by the Kings. That's the last we've heard of him. So he's kind of at a crossroads maybe for lack of a better term here in his NBA career. Obviously a lot of that has been due to injuries for him, unfortunately, but we know he can play and he's still young. And I think he's just sort of trying to get something to springboard him back to the league right now. So if this game does go on, that's a huge ad. I feel like he'd be one of the stronger players in the entire field. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is a guy who, is a blend of the size, the strength, and the youth that, again, most of these guys, 
they're either in the at the ends of their career. I mean, think of a guy like Eric Devendorf too. All right, like he he's a coach, or at least was a coach not too yeah. long ago. All right, that that's what he does now. He doesn't play professionally, quote unquote. Tyler Lydon is not too far removed from seeing some action in the NBA. Now he hasn't really played a lot lately. The the injuries, of course, like you mentioned, have really shut him down. And, and I mean, Denver didn't pick up his, his option, but he was a first round pick and he's got the size. He's got the athleticism where he can make a difference in this tournament. But the thing that always is a big question for TBT is, are these guys in shape and him not really being in the league or even in the G League lately is probably going to hurt. Now, whether or not TBT happens is a whole nother can of worms that we won't sure. dive into. Let's just speak in the hypothetical that maybe it doesn't happen over the summer like we're used to it happening, but maybe it happens, I don't know, during college football season or something like that. During the week of college football se- during the weekdays of college football yeah. season. Maybe that's what happens. We don't know how this is going to shake out, but if I'm a betting man, I'm saying it's not happening in its July, August slot where it usually ends up. So I think this could be a real springboard for him too. I mean, we've seen this help propel guys to get other contracts. And I don't know if it'll be an NBA contract necessarily, but it could be a high-paying one overseas as well if he wants to try that out. So this could this tournament has resurrected careers, and who knows, maybe Tyler Lydon is next in line for that sort of benefit. Yeah, and kind of just looking at it from the Bayheim's army lens... I feel like they've always been pretty close. And honestly, probably their main issue is it's probably very tough for all these guys to practice together. And it's not really a cohesive unit. It's just sort of throwing together a lot of guys with relatively bigger egos. Not saying that in a a slight. I just mean like they're used to having the ball in their hands. And then all of a sudden they have to be put into different roles. And it's just hard to find out who's the best at that given time. But Leiden, I think, elevates them a little bit. Even though he hasn't really panned out, I mean, he's still really young. Like, he got drafted in 2017, and he's the 24th overall pick that year. So we're only a couple years removed from that now. It's kind of a shame how his NBA career has gone. He only played 26 total NBA games so far, and he really hasn't done anything noteworthy in those games. He bounced around the G League for a couple years and kind of averaged 13 points, you know, eight or nine rebounds a game, about what you'd expect because those G League numbers are pretty high. And if you're trying to make it back to the league, obviously you got to put up pretty good numbers. I, it's kind of disappointing because not to say that I had like super high expectations for him, but he's sort of falling in line with what we've seen recently from Syracuse guys. And maybe this is an opportunity for him to get back to the league get ready for something, get healthy and prove that, you know, he can make an impact in the league again. Yeah, I I thought he would be a guy who kind of fit the way the NBA was going, stretch four type of guy who could impact things on both sides of the floor because he was pretty good defensively, albeit he was on that Syracuse team where they, it was very similar to this past Syracuse team where they had all the talent in the world offensively, but defensively, very, very underwhelming. Lydon was yeah. actually pretty good defensively. So, and of course, he's remembered for that block he had against Gonzaga his freshman year when 
they what was that? That was a Sweet Sixteen game in Chicago. Yep. So that that was kind he of lost his, his shoe in that yeah, game too. Lost right? his shoe, hit the three. <laughs> so those were kind of his crowning moments. But with Leiden, I mean, th- yes, I think this could be the springboard for him um, because he's got the size and he's he's got the shooting touch. He just has to show that he can stay healthy now. So that that's what that's what TBT can do. It's this is a tryout for you because there are execs that watch. So I right. mean this this could be his tryout whenever it may come. I mean think about it this way, he would have been in his rookie season this year if he played all 4 years at Syracuse. So Yeah, but I mean, I don't like to go down that rabbit hole because No, I know, I but that's yeah. how young he is is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's fair. Okay. That's if you're an NBA executive they're drafting players and acquiring players this summer or whenever, you know, the league ends and whenever we have a decision there, we have to play so many hypotheticals. It's a shame. But anyway, they're drafting players that are relatively close to his age. I mean, it's not like he's his career is lost here, but you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be saying it accurately if you didn't acknowledge that he's behind the eight ball here. And this, right. this could yeah. be an opportunity. No, definitely. Yeah. So. Agreed. Anyway, we'll hope that TBT goes on. We'll keep giving you the players as they come through. That was kind of a surprising one there from Tyler Lydon. But when we come back, dive into your Twitter replies this week, our Twitter game kind of of the week this week. We had a fun pick three of a three-on-three basketball tournament, gave you nine options. We'll run through what the options are and kind of go through who was the most responded to and who were some of the teams that we really liked this week and give you our teams on the other side on Locked on Syracuse. All right, so we've been putting out some fun Twitter polls and Twitter games, I guess I should more accurately say, on our Twitter page, at LO underscore Syracuse. And earlier in the week on Monday, we dropped a new one. That pick three trend has been kind of picking up some steam. So I gave nine player options for kind of some of the more likable recent Syracuse players. Again, this is not the nine best all-time Syracuse players, but we can dive into that in a little yeah. bit. A lot of people and shout out to way. you, Tim, because yeah. all these social media games are your brainchild. I just sometimes, <laughs> I just see a bunch of Twitter notifications popping up on my phone and it's all people liking and replying to these. And I'm like, what did Tim put out on social media today? And I make sure <laughs> that it's nothing too obscene. And then I go on there and look and I mean, you, you, you've hit some winners so far this year. So yeah, well. congrats to you. I guess I'm a bad teammate. I should probably run him no, by no, you a little no, bit No, 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 no. You know what? Because <laughs> guess what? I probably can't contribute much. Maybe well, I can throw a name or something, but you, you, you've you been doing fine on your own. So I'll let you kind of patrol yeah. the social media for us. So if you see a bad tweet, it's Tim. If you see a good tweet, it's also Tim. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do one uh, today. It'll air, if you're listening to this podcast, on Wednesday on the Syracuse food scene. So a pick three on that. So be on the lookout for that, but I'll just run through if you haven't seen it, or you don't have it in front of you. The nine players to choose from here: C.J. Fair, Tyus Battle. Again, if I didn't make this clear, it's a three-on-three tournament. You can pick three of these nine guys to be your three guys to go against three other random players, essentially. So C.J. Fair, Tyus Battle, Eric Devendorf, a TBT member, Tyler Ennis, Wesley Johnson, Jerry McNamara, Malachi Richardson, Johnny Flynn, and Dion Waiters. So those were the nine I picked. I tried to pick guys that were relatively similar skill set. I mixed in some point guards, maybe some bigger guys. 
Tyler, do you have your well, top okay. three guys? First, you want to you wanna elaborate on that a little more because there we had some angry elves in the, the comments yes. with us. Be- so, who, this, <laughs> there are people calling us out for recency bias, this, that, and the other. It's like, oh, these aren't the best players in Syracuse history. Yeah, no, they're not. But if we put Mellow on there, then every single entry we put out there is taking Mellow. Like right. that. What's the point? If we're putting Derek Coleman, every single entry we put out there is taking Derek Coleman. You exactly. can't just throw the three best guys out there. All right, that's not how this works. Exactly, and we did get a lot of variants, and you're going to give the results here in a second because you uh, actually went through and did the real research here and found the yeah. That was a pain. Up. Yeah, but I don't know why you did that, but I'm glad you did. So it's for the pod, we I'll right. do math for the pod. Exactly. So you were, you put in the legwork, but I'm glad you brought that up. I. We we didn't get a ton of these. I mean, mostly everyone. No, we got a we got a good amount. Game. <laughs> just play <laughs> well, the game, all right? We got too many. You don't I'll make the rules. Just play the game. Yeah, just look at the question. Make and your own it. game. We don't care. And I, uh, you know, I don't have to call people out by name, but when you hop on and accuse us of recency bias, I just want to clarify. Like, it would be no fun, as you said, if we put Carmelo in this game. It'd be Carmelo and then two other guys that you're picking around him. So. This gave it more of a reason to really think. I mean, I spent a couple hours trying to figure out what my team was. <laughs> I could decide. And maybe that's the quarantine getting to me. And I just, we all have too much time on our hands here. But uh, what were the most responded to here? Because I'm kind of right. curious how they lined up. So, okay. We had, we had I want to say like about 115 responses to, to the game. CJ Fair and Jerry McNamara were on more than half of those teams. Oh, wow. Fair was on 66. He he was the most picked guy, followed very closely by Jerry Mack at 65. Dion in third. Wes Johnson came in fourth. Devo fifth. Johnny Flynn sixth. Tyus Battle seventh. Tyus Battle got a lot more love than I thought he'd get on this thing. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler Ennis eighth, and then Malachi Richardson ninth. Yeah, Malachi is the weakest player, I think. Um, I just really like that photo of him with the goggles after he made that shot <laughs> against Virginia. So I kind of threw it in there and yeah. he is, he is good one-on-one and he's also one of the most doesn't help that he players. was a one and done either. Yeah. Exactly. Although I guess you could say Wes Johnson only played one year. Right. A little different Syracuse. though. Yeah. It doesn't sting as much when they leave right. kind of by choice and yeah. way too soon is what we felt like or less before we thought they'd leave. I'm a little surprised that, I guess Dion got a lot of love, and I, I shouldn't even say that because I debated putting Dion on my team. My team, for this three-on-three challenge, I'm going with the top dog, CJ Fair, and then Wesley Johnson, and then I was very in between on that third player. I went back and forth on Johnny Flynn and G-Mac, but I actually think I'm going to go Johnny Flynn, even though G-Mac, rightfully so, got a lot of love. I don't know. I just feel like Johnny Flynn was one of the most electrifying guys to watch during his Syracuse career I'm with you I got I got Flynn on my team then you should have got more love yeah I I was surprised I mean he was pretty consistent though like the thing Mm. with Johnny Flynn was it it felt like when I was going through the responses he was very evenly spread out so I feel like he got way more than way more votes he got 35 he was on 35 teams so he was on about a little over probably about a third of the teams um actually exactly a third of the teams now that i do the math in my head but 
I feel like he was pretty spread out across the board, whereas like you'd see gaps in some some guys. Like Devo would have a gap here and there, and then boom, it's just a hot streak of a bunch in a row. Whereas Flynn was pretty evenly spread out. Like literally one out of every three, I feel like, had Flynn. And he's a member of my team as well. So I'm taking Johnny Flynn. I'm taking CJ Fair. I want that length. And this for this last one, I, I'm teetering between Malachi and GMAC. I feel like you want that guy who's just an irrational confidence guy on your roster yeah. for this. And people will be saying, oh, Dion Waiters. Nah, I want Malachi on my team. I'm going to, even though Malachi didn't get a lot of love, give me Malachi because every three on three team needs a guy like that. And I, I kind of like Malachi a little more than I like Dion. Yeah. My thinking is CJ Fair and Wesley Johnson, not only are they just great team players, especially CJ Fair, like he just makes other guys better. He's, unselfish but not like too unselfish at the same time he's not like roberson or someone so i think i think he is an essential guy to have but they also have length and you can throw it down low to them and think about when you play three on three with like your buddies a lot of the scoring is either like someone posting up or like a drive and kick for a three-point shot right maybe that's just because my friends and I just think we're better than we are and shoot too many threes. But you do need a guy to shoot a three. I think Wesley Johnson, Flynn, CJ, they can all shoot, if not average, maybe slightly above average, especially for Wesley Johnson. I feel like he's really good to have because he's got length. He could do like a pick and roll, pick and pop. He can guard a big guy. He can grab a board for you. So I went with kind of versatile guys. That was my thinking. That's Yeah, that's part of my rationale behind putting Malachi on the team is that he kind of has the like he's I think he I want to say he was six foot six so he's got that length he can do it inside he can do it outside whereas if I take GMAC then I've got two smaller guards with GMAC and Johnny Flynn so I, I want a little bit more size on my team and right. I think uh, Malachi gives me that as well as a little versatility too yeah but I, I really, I mean, I probably spent five hours trying to decide between GMAC and Johnny Flynn. I just really love GMAC. So. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying Malachi's a better player than, than GMAC, okay? Uh-huh. It, it, like, it, for the people that are going to come that's out and attack fun. me for that, yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying at all, all right? Uh, Jerry McNamara obviously had the more decorated college career. In fact, Jerry McNamara is the only one on this list that has a ring on his finger, okay? So you can't take yeah. that away from him. Probably but, the oldest, too. Yeah, so... Yeah. That's why I'm going I'm going with Malachi because I, I want that size out there. Because if you have guys with some size out there and some versatility to go along with it, that's how you win a three-on-three. Three. Just some disgusting recency bias from you. I, I can't know. believe it. Yeah. Really gross. Kick me out so, of here, Tim. Kick yeah. me out. <laughs> we'll get out of here on that. Thanks for listening to Locked on Syracuse. We are back tomorrow as we are every single weekday. And if you missed that Twitter game, go check it out at LO underscore Syracuse. We've got the Syracuse food one and the restaurants dropping on Wednesday. So be sure to comment and we will probably go through those replies as well if you guys like that one too. So check out for that tomorrow on the show. We're going to dive more into this basketball team and just what to expect from next year's season. I feel like There's been a lot of news trying to catch up with the transfer portal. We'll take a deep breath now that it looks like things are going to die down for a little bit. Although, as I say that, maybe that's the jinx of another commit or another news coming out. But if there is no news, I think it'll be good to just go into the depth chart. Where will minutes be distributed? And also talk a little bit about football because a recent over-under has dropped. And I know that was 
kind of a tough subject last year, but we'll give you what that over-under is and also our picks on which way it'll lean if there is a football season this year. So anyway, stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, for Tyler, I'm Tim, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.